Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Michelle's Sanctuary. This is a special podcast I have been wanting to do for a long time called Holiday Feels. I wanted to take the time to focus on gratitude and acts of kindness and ways that we can build our own legacy and the ways that people before us have built their own legacy. You know, the holidays can be rough as we get older and dealing with these layers of memories that come and go and feelings of grief, feelings of loss, feelings of transition. And then there are feelings of joy And everything can get amplified, and commercials can have you crying. It's a lot to take in, and it may feel like the best and the worst, and I wanted to focus on the best. And per my typical format, if you're new to this, and you listen on Michelle's Sanctuary, where I typically am focused on sleep, there's going to be a brief five-minute meditation at the end that's going to focus on connecting with the kind things that have been done for you throughout your life to bring you here to this moment in time as we are leading ourselves into a new year. And so I also want to dedicate this podcast to Maureen. Maureen was the mother of my best friend in college. She let me live with her. And while in college during this time, uh, her daughter and I wrote a book together that she supported all of the time and encouraged us and would make sure that we ate because we were manic and staying up all night writing. And she had been a single struggling mother and would not take a dime from me. And that's what I got out of a lot of these stories is that the smallest acts of generosity have been the most impactful and they're remembered forever. So Maureen died on Christmas Day. And I always like to honor her in some way for all that she did. I remember, and this is just one of many stories, when I was 19, I had graduated from college and drove across the country, and I showed up with my best friend from high school, and she welcomed us in um, so we could spend the night and get ready to finally relocate to LA. And I was exhausted. I had shortened the length of the trip to try and get to LA as soon as possible. And while I was sleeping, she took my car and she changed the oil because clearly I had hit that 3,000 mile mark from New York to LA. And I tried to give her money. I gave her $40 or something at the time. I had no idea what an oil change cost at the time. I was a New Yorker, new to having a car of my own. And she insisted that she wouldn't take my money. And I kept putting it all over the place. And I thought for sure she had finally taken the $40, and she did not. I got to L.A., and as I was unpacking, I saw she had stuck it back into my backpack. This is just something she did all the time. Every day of that summer, I stayed with her for years after she was just always there. She would write me letters of encouragement. She would fight for me. She, You would not want to mess with Maureen. If, If anyone did anything to me, I think... My mom's pretty fierce, but this woman was even fiercer. 
And early on in my 20s, I had one goal of success. And that goal was that someday I was going to buy her a house by the beach because she had lived in the desert and she just always dreamt of living by the beach. And unfortunately, she died and that did not happen. And it still serves as a reminder and a motivator because if I could buy her that house, I would in a heartbeat. And it was those small acts. Those those small acts of kindness add up to the point that you want to do anything for that person. So I'm going to dive into these stories. Another thing that I don't want to dwell too much on because this is a positive holiday podcast and I want to focus on the good in the world. It's interesting how glib some of the replies were to my request for kind things that have been done for people. Our society is getting remarkably cynical and glib, and I have a sarcastic streak in me. I am known for being a prankster and a jokester, but my sentiment and my intentions are always coming from a good place, and you can have that dichotomy. So when I got some of these responses about what the kindest thing What's the kindest thing that's been done for you? Some people said some some really blase things, and I just I don't think we should be rewarding that. I think dig a little deeper, especially these people of all people probably should be digging a little deeper to find kindness because it's there every day. I was working an event, a holiday event recently, and my assistant just trekked, I forget the name of the pass, but it, it goes from Mexico to Canada. It took her five months. And it's an adjustment coming back to New York City after you've been in nature that long. And I just asked her, you know, how are you coping? And she said, I don't know. When you get out of New York, you realize how kind people are. And she would be trekking through the desert. And just random anonymous people would leave these large coolers of soda or iced Gatorade or beverages for people on the trail. And she just thought it was the kindest thing ever. People would offer rides. People would offer up their homes. It was kind of what she conveyed to me. It was the kind of like the 1950s in America. Because kindness still exists. It does. And I told her the transition's probably hard because of the impatience of New Yorkers. But in addition to the impatience, why are people impatient? Because there are a lot of us in a very densely populated area. And I think there's a reservoir of kindness to be found, quite honestly. And a few years ago, I told you all on my channel how I was coping with people pushing all the time and kicking my dog or stepping on my dog or getting in the way. And I was getting to the point, I was anxious before even leaving my apartment. And I said, how can I do this? And it was a selfish act. I'm going to say I was not being kind. For the sake of other people, it was completely selfishly motivated. I don't know if that makes it worse or not, but I decided that I would always let people go first. I would pause. I would stop. Now, I won't miss a train if I'm running late, but I'm not going to push people out of the way. At the same time, I started letting people go first, and I made a very active, generous um opportunity for them to do do this. If they had ear pods in, they couldn't hear me, I would just wave, go ahead and smile and be nice about it because, you know, I thought I was doing a great act to keep myself sane. And it and it worked. Not only does it work, I still do this. I have kept this going on for 2 years. I would say at least half the time people say no after you. The same people that would have run me over if it was this competitive rat race. So I told her that was my 
practice. That was something that I added to my life and it, it was effective. And she said, you know what? You're right. I need to start looking around. I mean, a few weeks ago, I had someone on the subway, just some random guy smiled, started talking to me and gave me a self-portrait that he drew in crayons. So people do nice things all the time. Look for it and also look for ways that you can be kind, not with the expectation of anything coming back to you. It's okay if it doesn't. You're doing it because that's who you are at the core of your being. You're doing it because you are helping deal with the negative pollution of the energy of people that are overstressed, overtaxed, and just trying to get through life. We don't have to all be that. You know, a ripple creates a wave, so start where you can. So with that, let me get off my own personal soapbox and dive into the submissions that you have sent me that are remarkable and kind and wonderful and inspiring. So here we go. So in that summer, I lived in California with my best friend and her mom, and we wrote a book. We reached out to her English teacher to help proofread and edit and give us an idea of where we were going with this before we started um, dealing with agents in New York. I can already tell you how generous and loving she was. To me, I am still in touch with her. And she shared a story. Um, One of her former students and point guard on a high school basketball team that she coached 25 years ago, the woman's name Stella, donated one of her kidneys to her teacher, Diana, four months ago. So that's a huge act of kindness. And I want to start off with that because it's absolutely amazing. And I know that Diana was very much focused on how great the student is. And from my own personal experience with her, I know that there are probably a hundred people out there that would donate a kidney to her. So not to downplay what Stella did, kindness creates more kindness, that ripple creates a wave. And that is something that we all need to focus on. So some other stories I got, and a lot of these come down to money, but I don't think we have to be motivated by money. I think that's the easiest way in a capitalist society that we understand the haves and have nots. And it's something that seems like an easy way to reach for your purse. I don't always feel motivated to do that. It's a lot in New York. That's one of those things that constantly people are asking you for money and I'm not an ATM. I give money when I feel good about giving money. But there are other things like a smile, um, kind words, a letter, the power of letters. You know, do it this Christmas. Get out the Christmas cards and actually write a letter. Handwritten. It can be impactful. I try and do this every year. My hand's cramping. I think I've written about 40 or 50 Christmas cards so far. But just that's that's one way of getting it out. There doesn't always have to be monetary and it doesn't always have to be a kidney, but these are wonderful acts of kindness. So I have another woman, Libby, she wrote in. She said she had shared her favorite drink and snack on Instagram. And there was a friend that she didn't know very well. I'm sure we all have that. People that are following us on social media that we don't interact with that often. Uh, But this friend remembered all of her favorite things and brought them over with a card after she had a miscarriage. So it's those little things. When you know someone's in pain and you don't know what to do, the little things, whatever you can. And just think of the times that you've been in need, the little things people have done for you. 
Let's see. Next one. Okay. I'm going to tell this one because this one gave me goosebumps. Um, I think this is remarkable. Okay. So there is a woman who is at a storage unit crying and she had been in an abusive relationship. A man approached her, put his hand on her shoulder and said, God wants me to tell you not to be bitter or leave your heart behind. And she said when this happened, she felt that there was light around both of them. I get goosebumps just thinking about this, and we can't be bitter. Life wants us to be bitter. If you are bitter, you're going to attract bitterness. We find what we look for. If you're open-hearted and giving and believe, once again, without expectations, it doesn't mean you're getting rid of self-respect or self-care. But you're just open-hearted. You're in tune to the good in the world. You will find it. Okay, so that's, once again, I'm getting on my pedestal. But here, she continues. So she eventually lived on this man's property. He had no expectations. Like I was saying, give without expectation. And she was able to heal three years that she spent on his farm, communing with nature and herself. And unexpectedly, a few months ago, she met the man of her dreams. And feels she has arrived at her happy ending. Ron was the man that helped save her. Thank you, Ron. I am sure the universe will pay it forward to you. And I'm also sure that in your heart, you felt good doing this. And you're living a wonderful, healthy life. So thank you, Ron. And she says to me, thank you for your words. Words are powerful. Yes, they are. Choose your words wisely. With intention. Another one, um, Tiffany, after she lost her mom, she spent Christmas in a hotel with her sister and a coworker found out and paid for the hotel stay as a donation secret Santa, never admitted it. She was the only one who eventually knew. So that's, those are wonderful moments, moments you can secretly take care of something. Um, I had people do this to me when I was a struggling artist in New York, and it's something that I also like to do. I would basically just hide cash somewhere. So if a friend was struggling, and and like I said, people did this to me and I knew they would never, ever ask for help. I would find ways to leave cash so it was found money in a jeans pocket or in a cup holder in their car or in their winter coat. Because, you know, if you're like me, I leave money everywhere. I swear... I tell everyone the day that I die, let the kids go through all my pockets because they're going to find cash. I always like the surprise of just finding a random 20 in my pocket. So I I hope that the times that I've done this, nobody suspected that the money was coming from me. I like to do it as a surprise or let them think that, you know, the universe is working for them because through me, I guess it is. This one is nice. And this one is nice because I was always that girl who had to bring my own lunch to school. We weren't allowed to buy lunch, but my brother kind of scammed the system and he would show up at school and pretend he didn't have lunch and then basically run up a bill at the school and my mom would always pay it. Like she didn't have the money to actively do it, but when caught with a bill, she would find a way to pay it. So my brother always got lunch. I always had to bring my own lunch, but in some schools, you need to have a lunch ticket. And I received a message where someone She was upset and crying because she forgot her lunch ticket. And as she said, a young black boy in my class saw me and with his head down, walked over to me and gave me his lunch ticket. 
To this day, 27 years later, she still remembers him. She ate lunch that day, can't believe that she accepted his ticket, and she still wonders what he did. She has tried to find him on Facebook and messaged a couple of people who knew him, but to no avail. So I'll thank him for you now. Thank you for sharing your lunch ticket and for 27 years of positive feelings that you've left with this woman that now I can share with you. I kind of remember something like this. Not that I'm this little boy, but I remember when I was in kindergarten, I was incredibly shy and quiet, and I hid behind bifocal glasses and was teased mercilessly. And I was poor. I I grew up in a trailer park, so we didn't have a lot of money. And one day, I forgot my gloves. And a girl by the name of Mary, she found them. And the teacher went to the front of the room and said, Does anyone own these gloves? Mary found them on the playground. And I knew... I knew my mom would kill me and I might have to go without gloves because we were pretty poor. But I knew my grandmother could probably buy me a new pair. And I just thought of Mary. She was far worse off than I was. And I put my head down and I kind of hid. And I did not confess that those were my gloves. And long story short, Mary got to wear them throughout the rest of winter. I think I did eventually confess to my mom and was crying hysterically, and my mom was fine. I ended up getting gloves. I mean, kids lose their gloves all the time. It's not a big deal. But yeah, I mean, children are pure. A lot of them are. That's why I love spending my time with them, because they have no filter, and, you know, they're moved by kindness as well, which is also why, on a tangent, I do love watching those shows where parents steal their kids' Halloween candy, because the reaction really shows you what kind of person you're dealing with. If that five-year-old is just like, Mom, it's okay, you know, You've got a saint on your hands. Okay, next one. This is nice because in addition to the holidays being rough when you've lost a loved one, so too are those big moments in life, weddings, the birth of a child. And Caitlin wrote in that a few months ago, she saw a family friend, an old friend of the family. And this woman said she had a gift for her to congratulate her on her recent engagement. And the gift was in a little box with a note attached that read, Caitlin, congratulations on your engagement. This token is something your dad made for me 25 years ago before you were even born. I thought it would be a great way to carry a piece of him with you on your special day and have something old. Love, Mrs. Janet. So she was already in tears. Her dad had passed away 10 years ago this summer, and she found a beautiful pearl bracelet inside. She said there's never been a more meaningful gift, and she cannot wait to wear it at her wedding in five months. That also, another goosebump story. So congratulations, and I hope you live happily ever after. Stay open-hearted and be kind. In those moments, you want to kill each other. They will come up. You know, it happens. That's what our relationships do when we choose a partner. It brings out everything. So enjoy all of it. It's going to help you grow. Okay. Anastasia wrote in. That when she was 13, she went to visit relatives in the Midwest, and right before Christmas, um, about 15-plus people all decided to go to a movie, and she was on the first day of her period and severely in pain and sick, and so she stayed behind. Her uncle didn't want to go to the movie. He stayed home with her and an older cousin, and after everyone left, her uncle asked what her favorite ice cream was. Um, She said peppermint. 
So shortly after, he found a way to get out and said he had to run an errand. And when he got back, he asked her if she wanted a bowl of peppermint ice cream. That's so sweet. It's That's hard. It's rough going through that as a girl and a woman, especially, you know, around family, depending on how how normal your family is or how much they like to embarrass you. That's rough. And anyway, she said her uncle passed away in 2015 and she still thinks of that amazing kindness often. And she cried when he brought her that minty deliciousness and it still moves her to tears even a decade later. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot of money. It doesn't take a lot. These are the things that stay with us as a thread through our entire lives. So think about that. Think about that in this holiday season. If you just want to do something kind for a stranger, for a loved one, hey, even do a few kind things for yourself. We are hard on ourselves in this country. And for those of you listening abroad, if you've had any American influence, um, I hope you're not starting to become hard on yourselves abroad. Okay. I think it's a universal thing at this point, though, honestly. So I had another woman write in, and she is estranged from her biological mother, That's another thing that's very tough around the holidays if you have been estranged from a family member. But the the cool thing in life is you know what? There are other people out there that you can make as your new family. There are friends. There are other relationships that you can form. It's not going to take away that hurt possibly from the estranged circumstances, but we can only do what we can do. And she said her stepmom and several ladies she worked with have stepped up 100%. And have really supported her, and she loves them more than words can say. And how wonderful it is to have strong, sassy, amazing women to look up to. Hello, yes, that's why I'd like to once again dedicate this to Maureen. Thank you very much. You stepped in when I needed some guidance. She also said she's constantly in awe of how generous her dad is, and that he will air up her car tires, drive halfway across the country to bring her a car that he paid for when hers was on his last legs. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah, dads do great things. When I moved to LA, the only time I actually had a car of my own, my dad went to me, went with me. It was right before the holidays and I had, well, I paid it off now, but I used a student loan to buy a car and I cashed a student loan and around the holidays, not a single bank had enough cash for me to get out to go buy this car. So my dad took me to every single bank until I had enough cash. I think we went to about three banks, which is not easy in rural rural upstate New York. It's not like Manhattan when there's six banks every block. So he took me, I got the cash, and then he drove me all the way. It was about three hours to Boston to get this car. It was the one deal that I found and I needed to show up with cash that day. And so he, he drove me, got me dealer plates, drove the car back so then I could move to LA. So that was very sweet. Thank you, dad. I appreciate that. Okay, Janelle, there was a horrible winter storm with lots of ice, and she got stuck on a country road, and a lady was in her yard dumping hot coals in her driveway. When she saw that they were stuck, she decided to put some coals down in the road so that they could get some traction, and they were able to finally move a bit. They parked in her driveway, later sent a thank you card. They were able to get back on the road once the salt and plow truck came by. And she told me that her pastor at church says a little saying where he puts one arm up in the air and the other arm out to the side so that he makes an L shape. And he'll say blessings come down from above to us and we need to open up our hand and be a blessing to others. The L represents love flowing through us to others. 
which is really kind of sweet, actually. And I think in even not even thinking of an L, L's great, but also think of just extending your hands outward in general and holding hands with other people. You know, it's going to go through. So if someone does something nice to you, pay it forward. This is another... Um, this is another tough one a lot of us have to deal with, especially as we get older and our parents get older and friends get older, becoming a caregiver. So someone wrote in that she was a caregiver and she was working full time and she was 90 minutes away from her dad and had a young son. And she would work 10 hours and drive 90 minutes to get to her dad and drive 90 minutes to get him to his appointments. Back home, this woman was living on the road or living at work. And her son was three to six years old during this period, and her friends would come over, clean the house, do the dishes, cook meals, and take care of her son any time of day or night. It does take a village. So they were helping her out. But at the same time, this amazing relationship, these great bonds have been formed for this little boy who's going to have those relationships for life. So that's a blessing. That is a great thing. You know, think of all the people who've influenced you in your life. Think of how many people it took to form who you are today and all the things that affected you in a kind way. If you haven't seen that Fred Rogers documentary, I know there's a new movie coming out, but the documentary in particular, you know, that man was a testimony to kindness and spreading it forward and always looking for the helpers, which, you know, I have another story about helpers coming in from Michael from England so it was a very cold winter, I guess, 10 years ago, and his pipes froze, and they burst in the attic, and there was a flood. And for a few years, he had been helping to walk the Jack Russell Terrier um, of his friend. Her husband came over. Anyway, long story short, he helped clean up the mess and pay to fix the pipes and said that's what friends are for. So hello, Goosebumps. Great story. That is what friends are for. It's amazing. My friends have been here for me for years now. You know, New York is a tough town. If you're not from here, make friends. <laughs> you're going to need them. They will become your family. And yeah, I 100% I agree. That's what friends are for. And I have another story from Crystal, who was living on a fixed income, and her husband had suffered from a brain injury. You know, there are things you, you aren't going to expect things that can happen, but they can really come and you can work hard your whole life and be set with challenges that are out of your control. And her water had been shut off. And so she was buying 10 gallons of water and bread and peanut butter and jelly and started talking to this couple behind her. And they heard the story and they actually went and paid for those purchases and bought her groceries so she could have a decent meal. So thank you, kind couple. Lynn also wrote in. She said she was having a really rough year. Those rough years, they come and they go, don't they? And a friend recruited her husband and anyone she could to leave 12 little gifts. So 12 days of Christmas, which is sweet. I had actually my best friend who, whose mom, Maureen, once again, since we're dedicating this to Maureen, on my 18th birthday, we were broke and she bought me 18 presents. I had never experienced that. And clearly it passed down 
from her mother because she felt she doesn't remember this too. I'll bring up. Do you remember that time? She she bought me 18 gifts. She took me out for dinner. And then she went with me to this little cabaret in Hell's Kitchen. And it was my first time singing at a piano bar in New York. She actually got there. I totally messed up. I missed a verse. I was so nervous. But it was my 18th birthday. She made sure that I did that. So thank you, Stephanie. And thank you, Maureen, for giving the world Stephanie. And also her son, Jude, who's perfect. That child is amazing. So it's, it's clearly carrying on in the lineage. Peggy wrote in and... She's had a challenging relationship with her daughter who struggles with mental illness. And she said she remembered a time where they were visiting antique shops and a particular shop owner took her aside and asked her if she knew that her daughter was an angel. And she was so moved that he could see that in her child. Yeah. I mean, mental illness is a tough thing. It's tough. And we don't have as much support. Um, from organizations, from the healthcare industry. This is why I do what I do. I want to help in a small way. So if you listen on Michelle Sanctuary, if you need guidance, I'm trying to help you all as much as possible (laughs) to connect with your inner voice. That's why I started doing this. So you can connect with yourself. I am not an expert. I am not here to be some guru. All I'm trying to do is get you away when you're falling asleep at night to tap into the deeper parts of yourself and to feel good. We all deserve to feel good, especially this time of year, because it's the most wonderful time of the year. I have another story from Margie. Once again, oh, it's hard when you struggle with money. It's hard. It's hard, and you're trying to help get to a better place. And so she was shopping for a dress for a job interview, and she was $15 short for this dress. And explain this to the cashier, and the cashier took $15 out of her own wallet and helped buy this dress. Months later, Margie went back with a Christmas gift for this woman. She thanked her profusely because she had been struggling financially too. And that's what's really interesting is that a lot of times the people who give the most have the least. And I mentioned earlier, I grew up with parents that did not have a lot, (laughs) But my mom made sure if anyone needed a place for Christmas or Thanksgiving or any holiday, they were welcome. And not only were they welcome, she would find out what was special to them and have a stocking waiting or have a dessert or a side dish or something for them to know that they were welcome in her home. So I have great parents. (laughs) I am a very, very lucky girl. I have had great parents. I have had great supplemental parents. I have had people in my life always that have been wonderful. And I try to give back as much as I can. So thank you all for sharing your stories. And please keep spreading kindness. Just do it. The more angry you feel, the deeper you should dig. The more grief you feel, the more you should find ways to give back. Even if you're doing it for selfish reasons of wanting to feel good. Ultimately, if you're going to be selfish, do it in a way that helps others with no expectations. Happy holidays to you all. There's going to be a five-minute meditation where you can reflect on things that have been done for you so that you may feel gratitude and know that you are loved.
And now you may give yourself time for this brief meditation. Closing your eyes if this is available to you. But if you're walking or driving, you may just take this time to tune in, inhaling and exhaling. Just letting go. The holiday season is busy and intense. But right now you are centered on you and feeling relaxed and feeling at ease. Just letting yourself tap into feelings of being cozy and safe. Feeling gratitude for each breath for being alive, for having a new year ahead where you may paint upon a new canvas and carrying through the best of yourself, the best moments of your life, which you may now reflect on. Thinking of all the times that someone has been kind to you. Thinking of the first gesture that comes to mind and saying thank you. And allowing this feeling to expand. Glittering and electrifying your body, much like holiday lights. You feel the electric impulses traveling your body and bringing you into the present moment. As you inhale and then exhale and let it all out again, all tension released, all expectations are gone. Realizing expectations do not serve you. Letting your mind drift to another kindness. Letting your lips smile and relax. Smiling even more as you honor all these memories. You honor all of those moments that you have felt love. Perhaps there are some that are coming up that you haven't thought of in a long time. And feeling the warmth that radiates from your heart center, like the star shining atop a Christmas tree. It is there, glowing, open to sharing and growing, open to connecting. Your eyes now opening in a new way so you may make a gentle shift and give back so you may act kindly without expectation. 
creating a ripple that will form waves and that will leave your legacy. You are in charge of the legacy that you lead and you can begin right now with this moment embracing the holiday spirit, joy, renewal, peace, love, hope, gratitude, paying it forward, being open-hearted, being light, being present, being in tune with all the magical things that are uniquely you and carrying all of that through into a new year. The moment is yours. Honor it. Coming back to the moment, I thank you for listening and you may thank yourself for taking this time. Namaste.